0: You are listening to the SDSU podcast presented by the East Village Times with your hosts Andre Hagverdian and Paul Garrison. Welcome, listeners, back to the SDSU podcast. This is Andre Haggertian, your host. Uh, We'll be joined by uh, Paul Garrison shortly, my co-host. We're shifting gears a little bit in this episode, away from football, away from basketball, to baseball. Uh, The baseball season starts in about two weeks on February 16th, when San Diego State hosts Portland at Tony Gwynn Stadium. So for today's episode, we actually had a chance to interview four upperclassmen that are on the San Diego State baseball team. Two position players and two pitchers get a feel for how their offseason has gone, their preseason has gone, and uh, what they look for uh, doing uh, in this upcoming season. The four players are junior outfielder Irvin Weems, who's from Las Vegas, Nevada and went to Durango High School and was a 2022 Mountain West co-freshman of the year. Junior outfielder Sean Montoya from Rancho Cucamonga, California and Damien High School. Sean was a 2023 second-team All-Mountain West selection last year. Junior right-handed pitcher Omar Serrano from Downey, California and Downey High School. And senior right-handed pitcher Johnny Guzman from Orange, California and Orange Lutheran High School. If you're watching this episode on YouTube, you'll be able to see all four answering questions so you'll know who's answering them. A little bit harder if you're listening to this on audio. For the most part, questions that were asked of all four at the same time were answered in the order of uh, Irv Weems, Sean Montoya, Omar Serrano, and Johnny Guzman. After, I think, a couple answers, you'll probably uh, pick up their voice, their distinct voices, and we'll know throughout the episode uh, who's given the answers. But as I said, uh, the video interview can be found on our YouTube channel, The SDFC Podcast. If you want to watch the interview and see the players as they're answering the questions. Definitely, uh, I would recommend that. Otherwise, the audio uh, should be just fine. Um, Let's get to it. We interviewed all four at the same time, right after practice. And then afterwards, Paul and I will come back with uh, some of our takeaways from the interview to close it out. We wanna welcome four players from the San Diego State baseball team to the podcast. with outfielders, Irvin Weems, and Sean Montoya. And we have pitchers Omar Serrano and Johnny Guzman. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? on. Oh Thank you guys yeah. for taking the time. Love it, guys. Always. Anytime. I know you guys just got off the practice field. We're eager to talk to you guys about the upcoming season. You know, setting up this interview, Coach selected personally selected the four of you to take part in this interview, which shows a sign of leadership role and the trust that he has for the four of you, you know, as how has the first off season under his uh,
1: staff gone for all of you start with Irvin. Uh For me, I would say it's gone pretty smooth. Uh, I learned a lot under Coach Cole and Tony Tarasco and Julius, Julius with the hitting side, Tony with the outfielders and Sean, on the more so leader side of the park since the pitching coach. But for me, I think I've learned a lot this past fall and I'm excited to get the season started.
2: My side with that is uh Coach Cole is bringing a lot of guys for a, uh, our leadership and like mental aspect of the game, which I think is pretty cool, like really cool actually. But um, besides that with the coaching staff, I think Tarasco and came have done a very good job of like teaching the younger guys, like, just keeping it short, simple, doing stuff I was told and we'll be
3: rewarded. I guess for like me and Johnny is a little different just because he was our pitching coach the last two years. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, somewhat the same, we didn't really shy away from what we were doing before. It is kind of weird to see him as a head coach now, but I I enjoy it just to see him interact with the hitters as well. I, and I heard they like it too. Yeah,
4: kind of segueing off what Omar said, um, you know, me and Omar and the rest of the pitching staff been working with Coach Cole for a while now. So um, seeing him kind of transition into that head coach role, um, he still treats us the same. He treats everyone the same. So, it's you know, it's nice to see that there's not a huge shift in personality moving from pitching coach to head coach. Uh, but overall, as a head coach, I think it's been great. Um, definitely been different uh, this year as opposed to the last few years. Um, one of the highlights I would say is, um, again, kind of piggybacking off Earth, things have been pretty smooth and, and efficient. I would say for the most part.
0: Yeah, we had a chance to uh, talk to the the new staff, kind of in this format, uh, in a in a you know Zoom, a six way Zoom. Uh, seems like a skilled group with a lot of chemistry.
1: Uh, what has been their message this offseason? Uh, mainly, so, or mainly just trying to be leaders with the older guys and trying to be as effective and efficient as possible, making sure that each practice we have is down to the detail and not wasting any extra time going through any other distractions or bumps in the road. We just want to be as polished as possible and mold the older guys into leaders and show the younger guys the do's and don'ts of how to be a professional or a deep one baseball player. Me personally
2: with that, I think uh, Coach Cole has done a great job teaching me and Earth how to be a leader and how to show these younger guys the ropes of uh, what a winning team would look like. And I think they've done a very good job of that.
3: I mean, it's been good. I mean, I like, I mean, I don't have much to say. I mean, I've been working for two years. so I kind of, I'm, I'm used to it. Yeah, I guess one, one cool thing
4: is, you know, one of the mottos that we've had this year that coach Cole and um others have kind of helped develop is that we're men and we all have backbones and basically what that means is you know we're all men you know we're going to be good people on and off the field we're going to be respectful we're going to be um efficient like i mentioned earlier and that's kind of what we're going to use going into our season this year is is our motto is we all have backbones
5: so Omar, last season, man, you had um, a lot of promising numbers, man. You struck out 62 batters, 53 innings, uh, respectable 1.2 whip. Opponents only batted 237 against you. Um, but those positives didn't necessarily lead to, like, the the end desired result, I think, that you were looking for. Um, and, and potentially it's because a lot of those hits wins for extra base hits. A- as you enter your upperclassmen, you know, time at San Diego State, man, what has been your focus on the offseason? to being able to kind of put the whole package together this year?
3: Um, I mean, for the most part, I talked to Coach Cole a lot about, um, I guess, being efficient. I mean, uh, have efficient innings. I mean, I throw a lot of uh, – I mean, I throw all my pitches with confidence. And then, um, I mean, the extra bases I mean, they come. I mean, it's baseball. But in terms of this year coming up, I mean, I'm building off the last year. I mean, I had good numbers. I started a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Hopefully uh, – I get a lot of opportunities this year to go out there and give us a chance to win and then hopefully lead us into the playoffs.
5: Absolutely. And Johnny, last year, you you know, you started the season um, as a starter at the beginning before transitioning to the bullpen. Um, You know, two of your five starts, you didn't give up a run the first two. um, And then five of your seven um, relief appearances, you didn't give up any runs. Has the staff told you, like, you know, what are you building up for and your role this year?
4: Yeah, so I, I've had a couple conversations with Coach Cole about it. Obviously, um, starting the season as a starter last year, um, you know, I was there, to, you know, to do my to do my role. And unfortunately, you know, there was some bumps in the road there early on in the season as a starter and being pushed back into the back end. You know, I said, you know, wherever I pitch, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm going to do my job, um, whether that be in the back end, closing, starting, no matter what it be. My 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 goal is to just give my team a chance to win. And, you know, just have conviction with every single pitch, every single inning I'm out there. So I had a long, pretty successful season as a junior, um, as a back-end guy. Not really certain how things are going to play off right now, but I have been pitching in the back-end here for our inner squads in the fall. So, again, though, like I said, I'm geared up, you know, put the ball in my hand no matter where it be. I'm just, you know, I'm going to do my best, give my team a chance to win.
5: You know, something, Johnny, that I that I that I thought was pretty I've been wanting to ask you about it since it happened. Um, Obviously, that last start against Air Force, um, you know, five runs, you don't record an out. And then and then there's that like two week lull where you don't go and see the mound. And I think a lot of people, man, could not have handled that. But you not only handle it, but then you went on to excel. Um, What was your mindset during that period? And how were you able to show the resilience to be able to do everything that you just said and help your team win? Right.
4: So it it was definitely heartbreaking um, in the moment at the time. um, And that's, you know, something I would never wish upon my worst enemy, you know, going through something like that. Um, But at the end of the day, it really just comes down to mental toughness, um, you know, you know, wanting to succeed. I think a lot of it is wanting my team to succeed. So I want to put myself in a position where I can help my team. So basically, the idea for me is you have to you can't become selfish in that scenario. You know, at the end of the day, it's about the team. So for me, you know, if I sat there and pouted about it, you know, that'd be very selfish of me. So the idea there is get back to help the team.
5: A lot of selfish people, man. Tip my hat to you. That's 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 not an easy thing that you did, brother.
0: Um, Sean, you, you know, you, you had a nice freshman season but made a huge leap last year. Uh, I think your extra base hits jumped from four in 2022 to 23 in 23. You know, what do you attribute that change to? And how do you build off your uh, All-Mountain West second team selection from last year?
2: Definitely something that I have done was definitely take weights serious. Um, other than that, I think uh, Maxwell Foxcroft and J-Mac and hitting side have just been very, like, good to me about a stick-to-your approach, know who you are. And, um, yeah, we're going to build from there the door people.
0: You said you took the weight seriously. Was Did you uh – how what was your increase in actual weight, or was it just feeling stronger that helped you?
2: So last winter I jumped 10 to 12 pounds. And that's what kind of gave me that boost of confidence. I have more confidence in the box. That I was like, okay, nothing's gonna get past me. I'm gonna make the picture pay. And that was my mindset throughout the whole year. But um,
0: yeah. Um, Irv, you were the Mountain West co-freshman of the year in 22. So you came in last year with high expectations. You had a shoulder injury that, you know, kind of limited your at-bats. I think you had less than 100 at-bats last year. Can you give us an update on your health and what your focus has been this off season?
1: Uh, so far, no, my arms pretty much 100%. My body feels good. Health-wise, it's pretty much ready to go for season. And uh, I'm really just gonna focus on my arm strength and making sure that's getting back to where it needs to be and focus on the hitting side aspect because I know I'm probably going to be a pretty big impact in lot lineup this year, and I feel like with my bat, I need to get get done it to get done in order to perform during the season and those big moments as well, so that we can win a lot of ball games.
5: Um, Irv and Sean, you know, a challenge for the Aztecs the last couple of years has been scoring runs, and and obviously the change in the 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 you know bringing in JMac, everything like that. But you guys are losing, you know, the heart of your order, you know, with Kerry, Ruiz Fontaine um, from a year ago. Uh what what are some of the keys to having the offense excel this year?
1: Uh, I think this year is just being more aggressive at the plate, not missing the fastballs. That's been our biggest model this year is doing less and taking your singles and putting off that, not trying to do too much with the fastball and really don't miss a fastball. So I think last year we missed a lot of fastballs, found the black off or not just not putting balls in play, not having competitive at bats. But I think this year is gonna be a lot different on the offensive side.
2: That, that's that's
5: what I was going to say, pretty much. Yeah. Perfect. So then, what is what is Coach McDougall, um brought in as a hitting coach, and, and and what would you say for each of you individually as he um, how has he influenced your, your, you 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 and your development, and also just in general, like what is, what is his hitting philosophy?
2: I mean, our philosophy is uh, stay in the middle, just keep things simple, and like I said, just take your singles. No one's gonna beat you down at the end of the day for hitting singles. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that is what wins you ball games, and for me, especially, like if I lead on off, bat nine, two, whatever that is, I need to get on base for Herb for me, or three, four hitters scoring. and that's that's what I take pride in. I want to get on base for these guys to have these big RBI seasons. Okay.
1: And for me, I would say just being more aggressive. Coach J uh kind of emphasizes just being more aggressive for running and scoring position, especially in the zone, so that he hangs out cookie, we're able to bang it. If you see it up, like Sean said, take your things up the middle and just stay simple as, as you can be.
5: Well, the two of you are uh, both aggressive on the base paths already, but coaching staff told us um, that being aggressive, taking the extra base, doing those things um, is, is a benchmark for them. Um, how excited with what your games already were that they're going to bring that kind of philosophy and that kind of approach and give you guys kind of more of an, even more of a green light than you had before.
1: Uh, it makes it a lot more fun, I would say. It gives us more freedom out on the base pass. Let us use our speed and showcase our speed, help our team win and get our guys in scoring position, like Sean was saying, steal a base, get on second, now you're in scoring position for the next hitter. But uh, just, yeah, like I said, it makes it more fun, more entertaining. I know people like to see guys stealing bases, and we like to steal bases, so it just makes it more fun all around.
2: Yeah, me, uh, just having Tarrasco here is, uh, just has elevated my base running game so much. I'm very thankful for that because the stuff he's taught me is just um, – like, nobody has ever taught me that before. Yeah. And I would still – I would try to steal bases as much as I can. But him giving me this, like, clearance of mind, like, how to steal a base, like, it makes it easier. it slows the game down more.
1: It allows us to use our speed to our advantage as well, to really knowing how to steal a bag, like Sean was saying.
0: Um, Johnny and Omar, you know, the first time we had Coach Cole on the podcast, he told us about the young phenom, Xavier Cardenas. I think he mentioned that he's got top five draft pick potential. What is he like as a teammate and where do you think he can fit in with the squad this year?
3: He's a really good teammate. He likes, not a selfish guy. He likes to let people know when they're doing things wrong, let people know when they're doing things good. And then uh, performance wise, I mean, he's been outstanding. He's getting outs being efficient getting strike one and uh i wouldn't be surprised if he's a weekend guy for us this year
4: yeah absolutely i
3: mean i I love x um we've gotten a chance
4: to get a little bit closer uh just this past off season and just seeing his work ethic honestly uh behind the scenes is 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 honestly something really cool to watch um just the way how seriously he takes his dry reps and um how he takes care of his body off the field. Um, Me and him have lots of conversations about diet and um, ways we can keep ourselves healthy away from the baseball field. So seeing the dedication he has to make himself a great athlete, a great pitcher at that is really cool to watch. And again, this year, I'm looking forward to see what he has, you know, in store for us. Um, I think he's going to be helping us a lot on the mound for sure. Um, when he first came in early, he had some uh, spot starts. And, you know, I definitely think that's where his potential is on the mound. And I'm excited to see where, where this takes him and how he can help us this year. You
0: know, nearly every category across the board, the pitching staff, improved from 2022 to 23. You know, especially playing in the Mountain West at ele- pitching at elevation, you know, some of the staff's rankings were pretty impressive. 36th uh, uh, in hits per nine innings. 48th in whip, 56th in ERA, you know, what should the expectations be for the pitching
3: staff this year? Uh, I mean, nothing less. I mean, we're, we're trying to beat our numbers for last year, like how we did the year before. Um, Coach Cole really emphasizes that we're going to be the best pitching staff in the Mountain West. And I mean, no one shies away from it. Everyone believes that. And it's good that everyone believes it. Cause if we all believe it, then we can achieve it. And I mean, that's pretty much it.
4: Yeah, just in the just in the couple of years he's been here, we've set the foundation that we're the best pitching staff in the Mountain West. And that's definitely not going to go anywhere. That's the expectation. Um, our goal is realistically is to put ourselves on a national level. You know, we want to be a nationally recognized pitching staff. We want to pitch with the best of them. And uh, Coach Cole always tells us, you know, it's it's on the back of the pitching staff to really take us into postseason and the, and forward. You know, the offense is going to give us the runs. You know, it's our job to, to, to you know, win us those ballgames.
5: Question for everybody. Could you guys um, just tell us like what, if any, leagues you guys played in this summer and how that experience went? So I was in the cave
1: for about a month, like the first half of summer. And then I guess wasn't getting as much playing time I was, as I like getting at bats, but I learned a lot from the older guys, and all the draft guys. I was there. So I definitely wouldn't say it was a waste of time. I definitely used it to my advantage to learn as much as I could during that experience. Then I went over to the Appalachian League for like the second half of summer for about two or three weeks and I used what I learned in the Cape to help me perform out while I was out in the Appalachian League. And I performed pretty, performed pretty well from the things that I learned and stuff that I talked about with the older guys. So I definitely would say the Cape helped out a lot. And the Appalachian League was – I was there my freshman year, too. So I went back there, and it was a pretty good experience the second time around, too. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, for me, I uh, went in the back half of summer. Uh, just kind of focus on the first half to get uh, stronger, bigger. Uh, that's always what I'm working on. But, um, yeah, I went to the Northwoods League, played for the lacrosse, loggers. Um, great experience. Just always playing, get playing time, always gets a good experience for the game. And, uh, yeah, very good coaches there. Just actually learned a
3: lot. I guess Coach quite a different plan for me. I stayed – he had me stay back in San Diego. Um, I played in the San Diego League. Mm-hmm. And I mean his main emphasis was to just stay here and get stronger, get faster. Uh going into this now I'm, my upper class, my first upperclassman year. And I really that's the main thing I really worked on, just learning what my how my body moves, how to move it efficiently, and then along with putting on weight and mass.
4: Yeah, similar to Omar, I stayed in San Diego, but I actually didn't end up playing any summer ball. Um this being my fifth year of college baseball. Um And what I mentioned before with last year, having a lot of bumps in the road, I had a lot to figure out this summer. So I mostly stayed back, worked on mechanical stuff locally, Um, again, getting bigger, stronger, faster. You know, mostly the goal here of the summer was to stay healthy and have a um, have that longevity through my fifth year season here. And um, again, mostly just throwing bullpens locally.
5: No, that's great. And I, I think for everybody who's listening, obviously, Portland is coming to town February 16th, start the season. I'm sure you guys are chomping at the bit to be able to do that. Um, but it's always impressive to me how much of, you know, after whatever you guys do in the summer, you guys get back on campus and you have all of this time before the start of your season. Um, and, and and you know, I think it's hard for people who don't know that. So could you guys just describe, you know, everything that you guys go through to be able to get ready for what's coming up February sixteenth. I feel like
3: Coach Cole does a really good job of laying it out for us. I mean, every day he sends out the schedule, I mean, what we're going to do in detail, and then he can't stress it enough. I mean, everything we're going to do is going to be efficient and clean and and polished up, I guess. I mean, we go every day with a plan, every month with a plan, and by the end of it, I mean, everyone's doing what they got to do just to be ready for February.
4: Yeah, from the pitching side of things, um, everyone is on a similar, you know, build up plan. And then we tend to, you know, deload in the winter and then ramp back up right around this time period, right before season. Um, That can differ depending on if someone's on a different plan and say if they're coming back from an injury or whatnot. But I would say things get pretty, pretty loaded heavy in the fall. um, And then we deload in the winter, which is not to say we're not working because. You know, being a college player for this long, I can say the most important time of the year might be the winter, especially when we're talking about preseason. You know, we're all on our own. Um, the coaches can, you know, send us, you know, texts or emails, whatever, and, and, you know, give us guidelines on what to do. But at the end of the day, it's really up to us in the winter. So we load up heavy in the fall. We're on our own in the winter, which, like I said, is very important. And now we're building back up, um, you know, getting ready for season, getting ready for Portland.
2: Yeah, no, I feel like since we stepped on campus with our first team meeting, it's been like, this is our, these are our goals, like we want to play in playoffs. That's that's one of our biggest team goals. And I think we definitely have the team to achieve that, which, and, yeah.
1: Yeah, building off what Sean said, uh, I feel like we're a lot more goal-oriented re- this time around with Coach Cole, basically forcing it, forcing it upon us to be more gore- goal-oriented and try to find different ways to come together as a team with deeper chemistry and being closer together to be more vulnerable while we're on the field too. So it's pretty good. Yeah, I was curious
0: if you guys can talk a little bit about how you ended up at San Diego state. Hmm. Uh, I don't believe either of you are from San Diego. I know there's some orange County guys and uh, a Las Vegas guy, but
1: how did you end up at San Diego state and why? Uh, so I committed here my freshman year uh, and I, Coach Joe Olivero, he was the one that recruited me. He's not here anymore. Took me on a visit after my senior, or not senior, my freshman season, uh, and I just kind of fell in love. with I bet I fell in love with it as soon as I stepped on campus. It felt like home. I liked the red and black. I know Tony Wayne was here. He was a big part of him. growing up for me. I watched him a lot as a kid, and uh, yeah, just the program had a program. I good history behind it, so I figured, why not? It's in San Diego, good place to be. Good people to be around, good weather, and it's a good, uh, good organization to be a part of too. So.
2: I was a freshman at UC Irvine. I left there and then I went to the transfer pool and I got picked up by Sam Brazil and I went on my visit here and fell in love with it. I mean, Tony Glenn went here like one more can you ask for, the hitting legend. So, I mean, it's, it's just all right. It's really a like family home. Mm-hmm.
4: Yes, for me, I, I mean, I grew up in Orange County. Um, I went to Orange Lutheran High School. Um, I've always just loved SoCal. It's where I've always wanted to be. It's where I want to be when I'm older, if I can. And I ended up getting an offer it was my sophomore year of high school. And back second I came down here, I mean, I knew it was where I wanted to be. I mean, first off, the ability to play baseball all four seasons of the year is, is awesome. You know, a lot of schools that were playing this year can't even say that. So the ability to play baseball four seasons of the year is great. Um, and it's just far enough from home, but also close enough from home. So for me, it was just the right fit. It's, it was the perfect vibe for me is where I want to be.
3: I feel like me, it was a little different than uh, everyone else. I was a late recruit. Uh, I actually committed after my senior year of high school. Um, I kind of was, I mean, in high school, I did pretty good uh, in our playoff run. Um, And then I got scouted out, and then I came down for a visit. And, I mean, I loved it, so kind of ran with it, and I'm happy I did.
0: Uh, Last set of questions. These are a little bit of fun, non-baseball-related questions, uh, just to get the listeners to get to know you guys a little bit better. We'll go in the order that we've been going, Herb, Sean, Omar, Johnny, uh, but I'll I'll give you the question, and you guys can just give an answer. Uh, What's your favorite food?
1: Uh I got two. So okay.
3: steak or pizza. That's mine.
2: Definitely uh I'm gonna go
3: steak. I'll go uh pizza or uh ceviche. There you go. I had to copy the first
4: two, but I gotta go ribeye. I mean but but you no know, it's me and him live together, man. We're carnivore. Yeah. Red meat. Red meat. Oh
5: yeah. How do we like our steaks?
1: Rare. Yeah. No, medium will. What? What? <laughs> or like the chewy.
0: Yeah. Uh what about favorite movie or TV show? Uh
1: favorite movie? Uh Pre2. TV show? Rick and Morty.
2: Well, my favorite TV show would probably be like Nick Cannon Wild Power.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Watch that! i do. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Uh, I'll say favorite TV show, Money Heist, on Netflix, and then uh, I'll say movie. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Iron Man series. Yeah, I'm a fan.
4: Like Interstellar, that's for sure one one movie for me. And then TV show. Uh, I was pretty late to the party, but I just finished Game of Thrones. That was a good show.
0: I want to go back to Money Heist. Have you seen... There's a spinoff uh, called
3: Berlin that just came out. Have you seen that yet? I just saw that. Um, I haven't had a chance to look at it, um, but definitely, I mean, once we hit the road on the on the plane, I'll, I'll definitely uh, get to watching it. All right. Favorite
1: musical artist or group? Favorite artist, Michael Jackson. Uh, there you right go. Now,
2: favorite artist, probably
3: Zach Ryan. Uh, for me... I'll probably say uh Drake. I got uh I got Eminem, I got I got Green Day, and I got Rufus.
2: Oh
4: Rufus, Rufus,
3: is Rufus. Yeah. yeah Rufus. Oh, and uh shout out Boo Buzz Clan.
2: You don't listen to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Um all right, favorite. Uh this is kind of sports related. You can go baseball here or you can go any sport, but favorite professional athlete? Ron Braun, James. Okay.
2: Bad choice. I'm going to go with Dustin Pedroia.
3: Wow. Okay. I I was not expecting that. No. I'll say uh, Kobe Bryant. There you go. My favorite player of all time was Mariano. Rivera? Yep. Great
0: choice. Very good choice. What about favorite hobby? What do you guys like to do when you're not practicing or playing baseball? Play basketball.
1: Uh, (laughs) Move a little bit. Omar can't go on me, by the way.
5: Is this true, Omar?
3: No, no, <laughs> no, no. You have to get. You have to get to be out there with the video, man. No, yeah, I'm. I'm already gonna. I'm going send you the video. I'll send you the video. <laughs> uh,
2: my favorite hobby, definitely in the offseason, would be uh, picked up golf.
3: Okay. <laughs> Um, we've been playing a lot Wait. of cards in our house, uh, me, Irv and, uh, Chris Canada and Evan site we've been playing cards, uh, a mm-hmm. lot, like almost too much. We, we be getting in each other's, uh, we begin at each other. So it's, it's getting a little intense. <laughs>
4: Let's see if I'm not playing baseball. I'm either cooking red meat, playing golf, <laughs> or I'm playing Fortnite.
5: Like it. Um. I have a question for y'all. Uh, Coach Cole told us when one of the things that he was going to do differently is he was going to make sure that the that the that the everything was organized, right? Everything is everyone picks up after themselves, all that stuff. Mm. Which teammate had the hardest time with that transition? Tino
1: mm. court. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Xavier Gonzalez. He's
3: yeah, that's my guy, Xavier Gonzalez. Sorry, not All right. Tino's locker may look nice on the outside,
2: but if you open up the little cubby, mess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, last one. What are what are you guys? What's your major at San Diego State? What are you looking?
1: What are you going to get a degree in? Uh communications.
2: Yep, same here, communications.
3: I'm a social science major. Hey, y'all. I'm doing a kinesiology. Nice.
4: All right,
0: guys, thank you so much. This was awesome. Uh, I know our listeners will enjoy it. Uh, You guys are getting ready for a season. Best of luck to you guys, and hopefully we'll see you out there for some games that Paul and I uh, can make it out to. Thank you. you Nice nice having us. Bye guys. Thank you. Good night. All right, that was – Getting to know four uh of the uh top players for San Diego State baseball, you know, as as we said in the beginning, Coach Cole, you know, handpicked those guys as guys that he uh wanted us to to chat with and and to get, for them to give their, you know, perspectives on how this season uh plans ongoing. Uh what was your overall impressions of uh
5: chatting with them? Um it was good. I mean, as you said, those were um who they suggested, but they were also high on my list. If that makes any sense. Um, we definitely wanted to, to make sure that we had time with those guys. But, I, you know, I thought it was good. I, I think that uh, it, it seems like, you know, at the beginning of a season, right, there's always that optimism and all of those kinds of things. But I, I also, you know, felt like you could, you could see the confidence that guys who have performed at that level and, and had success at that level Um, you know, I think that that was, um, very evident, I think overall, you know, with, with it's interesting baseball itself, right. is always a grind. I mean, that's just what it is. The games are long, the, you know, but, but, but just the, the lead up that they described from the, you know, the summer leagues that they were playing at, or, you know, working on stuff locally to getting back on campus, having a bunch of, you know, really intense kind of, you know, get going through kind of the full ramp up. And then, you know, you get that winter stuff to kind of build up your conditioning, weightlifting, etc. And then it's like the the year turns and like the season's not until February, you know what I mean? And so I think I think you could definitely see like all of that work that they put through. I thought they communicated that well. And how you know, February 16th can't come soon enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to hearing from the pitcher's perspective that like, Sean Cole was their pitching coach for the last two years. So huh. like to them, he's not a new coach, right? To them, he's just their pitching coach. He just happens to have a more, a higher role as well along on the overall team. Uh, but I think those guys are confident. They expect to do better than they did last year, which was better than the year before. Uh, but I think obviously, as we've talked about, that the offense really struggled, didn't score runs. And, you know, Irv and Sean are are two of the guys that are going to hopefully lead that turnaround uh, with Coach McDougal. Uh, and then also running the base paths, Right. Uh, Tony mm-hmm. Tarasco's influence there. You know, if your offense, if you're not scoring, if you're not hitting home runs, manufacturing runs, stealing runs, in a sense, as people call it, where you take an extra base when the average person wouldn't. And you get moved around and knocked around, not even necessarily by a bunt, but like a, a fly ball or a ground ball to the right side. Things like that that can bring you home where uh, you kind of manufacture. I think those are things I need to do. And those two guys are going to be critical in that role. But it's, it's cool to get to know these guys because, you know, we don't see them on TV, right? Like basketball guys we see on TV all the time. Football guys, even though they're wearing helmets, we still see them. We hear their names. Uh, but with the baseball team, we don't really get to know them on a personal level or hear them talk because that national or even local attention isn't there. So I think that was really cool to get to know these four guys that I had never talked to uh, before today. Didn't know much about and researching them before the interview, talking to them, I think was really cool. Uh, definitely guys to keep an eye on uh, when the season starts.
5: Yeah, without question. I think um, you know one thing that I, I enjoyed hearing and I thought was was. Interesting is, you know, having done this now and covered the the baseball team since 2020. Um, and you know, it's always the 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 preview that that we kind of hit the strongest um with that. And so I've I've heard the messages as they've gone through the years. And two years ago, you know, had a one of the worst seasons that San Diego State has ever had, one really just like uncharacteristic. The message then was like we're hitting a ton of base hits. But we're not able to put any extra base hits together. And then last year, um, they got more extra base hits, um, but it, but it, you know, didn't but they didn't keep the same number of singles as well. And yeah. it didn't lead to some of the, you know what they were hoping for. And so it was interesting to hear them talk about that. They want to stay up the middle, they don't want to do too much. And at the end of the day, no one's gonna be upset if you're hitting singles. It seems to be a little bit of a course correction because. I do think, you know, in talking with uh, Coach Martinez before he retired, you know, and asking him to review the season, if you remember that conversation on that podcast, he talked about, you know, the guys in the middle of the order didn't have the big all-conference seasons that we needed them to have in order to score a lot of runs. Another way of saying that is maybe they were trying to do too much, that they're trying to, again, stay up the middle, keep it simple, make sure you hit fastballs and you hit them really well. I I think is, is a good approach. Um, And, you know, especially when they're playing in San Diego with the pitching staff that they have, if they're able to move runners over, um, hit the ball, the, you know, right side of the infield, steal bases, sack fly, you know, whatever it is to be able to manufacture those runs and then, you know, run into a few and, and be able to, to um, score some runs and piece those things together, man. I, I do think that the offense can be better, even though, most seasons, if you're losing three draftees or three guys who are now playing professional baseball, um, especially one who was picked as high as as um Colt Carrig, you know, you would always be looking and be like, oh man, this is, how do you replace that? How do you replace that? But they didn't really find the success even with like a star on their team. And so I think that even though you know, you may not be thinking that there is this like bona fide guy who's, you know, every scout is out there watching for this year's draft. And, and, you know, maybe there is, and, you know, I'm 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 blanking on who that is, but they could be aggregately better offensively. And if their pitching can approach anything like it's been the last few years, you know, I think the team can be a lot more successful and, and uh, Coach Cole's first year um, on the Mesa could, you know, go in the right direction. Yeah, and this and going back to that
0: conversation with Mark, Coach Martinez, like they won the regular, they, they were co regular season conference champions because they won eighteen and eleven in the right. conference. Right, they were six and eighteen in non conference, mm-hmm. and just start of the season they get swept by Arizona State, a Pac twelve school, right, and so that's how they have to. And if you have if you have a good pitching team, staff, you can pitch well anywhere right, as we've shown, as they've shown. But if you can hit and you can combine that, you can go into Arizona State and win games. You can go mm-hmm. into tough environments and win. And that's why uh, it's really going to be crucial that their offense, they don't have to become, you know, this powerhouse offensive team because their pitching staff is good enough to win games. You know, I think they just have to be average offensive team, potentially maybe a little bit above average to to be a team that could be contending to win the, turn- the conference get to the College World Series and see what they do. But, yeah, that non-conference schedule was just – that non-conference record was just brutal.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, that, needs to,
0: that needs to change uh,
5: this year. Yeah, and one thing I think we need to make sure that we ask Coach Cole when we talk to him, um, which will be in a future episode before the season comes out for everybody who's listening. You know, they um, both Irvin and Sean both talked about freedom, the opportunity to to more be who they are as players. And I think that as a coach, um, like that's a pretty high compliment that they got that from what the training was. Um, and so I'm really curious to know, you know, what how does how do you communicate that? How do you give these kids freedom? How do you allow them to be the kind of players that that they want to be and be kind of like in charge of their own development? Um so I thought that was that was really significant. And then I, you know, it's interesting because these interviews are always challenging. Like as you said, you know, we um we don't talk to these guys often, and so you don't know exactly, you know. And then you, first time you meet somebody, you don't exactly want to grill them with like, you know, a super hard question. And I, I thought that um, I thought that Johnny Guzman was just—I thought he killed the interview. I thought he was so good and articulate that I threw in just for everybody on our preparation. I didn't have that question. I had the question in my mind about Air Force and how do you transition and not pitch for a couple of weeks. You know, and I didn't know if he was going to say there was an injury, or you know, what was it that that he didn't have that. But just to be not only forthcoming, but then to to really get into that process about you know, it's about the team and it's about winning, and I can't be selfish, and all of those kinds of things. Like that's how you build a good team is making sure that that voice is heard in the locker room because that is really the only way collectively that they're going to be able to be better. Um, and so I was really impressed with that answer, and I and the ability to do it. I mean. Um, you know, he was so, his, if you look at his numbers from last year, um, Guzman was so hit or miss, you know, it was like no runs or a whole bunch of runs, you know, and, and not very many in between a couple, you know, um, average ones, but uh, lots and lots of goose eggs that he put up. And I, I think that, you know, with Kalena Sauer, um, not here anymore, obviously in, in a minor league camp, um, there is a spot at closer. I think, you know, Guzman could fit there um but then you start getting into you know i mean again it's the depth right um i mean chris canada could be a starter i was a starter last year two-year starter you know would expect him to be um in that mix there xavier cardenas omar serrano um johnny guzman right and and often i mean obviously they only need three but um you know with the tuesdays coming up and those off pitches and and you know those off games but then also being able to to uh you know, whether it's injury or whatever it is, you know, they seem to have a lot of depth. And so it'll be interesting to see how all of that unfolds and how all of that shakes out. But I think, you know, it, it's, if, if you're into like pitching, good pitching, pitching and defense, like get out to Tony stadium, because, you know, more often than not, you know, if you, if you remember those uh, five hour games from like 2021 or any of those kinds of times, those aren't happening. Um, you know, they, they're a lot cleaner um you know you would like to see them walk a few you like would like to see them clean up some of the walks um but they were it wasn't egregious compared to you know other teams and things like that um so I think there is still another level um and you know I I guarantee you with what I saw at the uh at the scrimmage that they had if that's the right word for baseball do they scrimmage yeah okay so their scrimmage um the scouts will be out in number every time I, I, Xavier Cardenas pitches because he had the first two innings and in that, and they, they were all there with their guns and doing everything. So I think there's a lot. There's star power. I think, I think, you know, uh, Weems, Montoya, I think those are guys that every single time they come up to bat, you're excited because, you know, Weems is a, is a and both of them, they're, they're, they're walking triples. I mean, the, these guys, these guys just can get triples like crazy, which I would argue is the funnest play in baseball. Um, and then, you know, you got the star power on the pitching staff and you got the depth going through guys who throw just absolute gas. Um, and, and, you know, I think there's, there's potential for just a lot of excitement. Um, and you know, as the season is is getting closer.
0: Yeah. I mean, if, if, if our listeners weren't as excited about uh, Xavier Cardness from what coach Cole told us when he got hired, hearing Johnny and Omar talk about him as well, uh, definitely has to add that, um, excitement as someone that could be really electrifying you know Mm -hmm. every every few every once a week or whatever he comes on the mound uh as you know we all you know we all remember steven strasberg and where he was and what like what he brought to san diego every time he was on the mound like even i I think it was even before i kind of became entrenched in san diego state sports but like i knew that he was pitching that night and i was like trying to get to a game And I'm not saying that Xavier Cardinals is going to be Steven Strasberg, but he's got like that potential. And that that could be something. (laughs) Yeah, that could be something that, um, you know, could be something to look forward to, something that could be uh, kind of get the San Diego community riled up. And I know Steven Strasberg, who knows about that whole retirement fiasco that happened with the Nationals? Is he retired? Is he not? He's not. But I know, you know, Coach Cole mentioned he's been around the team, uh, and he potentially could be, you know, still talking to some of these guys and being around the team uh, in, you know, a non-formal capacity. Obviously, Cardenas I think has the tools, and he has potentially the, the coaching staff and the support to,
5: to you know, break to be, become a breakout guy this year. No, I think it's right, but I think it's it'll be so interesting just to, to see where he's slotted. You know, is he that Friday guy, Friday night guy? Um, like Strasburg was like Troy Melton was a couple of years ago um is is he more of of that weekend guy who's who's a you know Saturday or Sunday pitcher um and then if 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 that's the case, you know who is who is that because he's so young you know what I mean um that it would be a to to go from where he's at to being that Friday starter man that's that would be a, a really really big jump um not that he's not, I don't know if he's capable of it, you know just saying it would be. Um, but then, who who does become that Friday starter? Is that Chris Canada, uh, Omar Serrano? Like he talked about, he he had some starts. You know, does he fill in as that Sunday starter? Um, so there's just there's so much that that um, it's always interesting to me because you know we're, we're sitting here, um, you know this will this will come out. You know, right at the end of January, early February, they don't know, the the players don't know where they're slotting in yet, and the competition yeah. is still. You know, and you're like, OK, well, it's two weeks away, um, but they're all still working. They're all still trying to figure out exactly where their spot is. And, you know, it'd be nice to to talk to Coach Cole um, a little bit closer to first pitch and, and maybe get some clarity.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it was a fun interview talking to these four. Uh, hopefully our listeners enjoyed it as well. Uh, as Paul mentioned, uh, we'll have Coach Cole on uh, on a future episode where we can get a little bit uh tidbits from, from Coach, from what he's seen uh, heading into the season. As always, we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, follow, share uh, the podcast and the episode on all your favorite platforms, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Listening to the SDSU podcast presented by the East Village Times with your hosts Andre Hagverdian and Paul Garrison.